Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. I'm Adriana Scori, a Canadian Rockies hiking, adventure, and travel mom to my two-year-old Turner and newborn baby Nash, and founder and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick-Eberly, mama to Collins and Deacon. We love exploring between our two homes in Alberta, Canada and Washington State, USA. Today's podcast is sponsored by Kids Who Explore's Patch for a Purpose. Every time we see our patch out in the world, we feel the love and support behind it. Our patches can be sewn onto backpacks, jackets, bags, or even baby carriers, to name a few. Or they can be carried in your packs as special adventure items for all your little explorers. Our patch comes in eight different colors, and a dollar from each patch goes to a, you guessed it, purpose. Your support can make a difference for all of the following charity groups, depending on which color patch you want to represent. Alberta Parks, Children's Disability, BIPOC and Anti-Racism, Sick Children, The Earth, Children's Wellbeing, Anti-Bullying, and Children's Mental Health. Check out the hashtag Patch for a Purpose to see our patch and the community behind it. That's hashtag patch, the number four, a purpose. To get your patch today, visit www.kidswhoexplore.ca. We thank you in advance for the difference you are making. Eric and Valerie Castillo are the founders of a mission called Journey Go Explore and Parents of Journey, a two-year-old who has already had many adventures. At the time of recording this in October of 2022, she has visited 45 of 63 U.S. national parks and is inspiring people all over the country to get outdoors, bond with family, and visit parks. The Castillos are passionate about traveling, being outdoors, mental health, wellness, spirituality, healing, training, conditioning, education, and more by harnessing the power of nature. Their recent travels have brought them a wisdom that they want to share, especially regarding mental health. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Hey, everybody. It's such a treat. So was National Park Adventuring on your radar at all before having Journey? Not at all. Not at all. We didn't even know the difference between, you know, really the state parks, city parks. I mean, we just thought it was all run by the government. So yeah, no, not until she was like two days old, we went to Pikes Peak because at that time it was COVID. It was right when things had started. And um, during my entire pregnancy, it was a very scary time. I mean, Eric wasn't even allowed to to go to the doctor's appointments with me. We weren't even sure if he was going to test positive or negative. So we weren't even sure if he was going to be able to be in the delivery room. So it was a very scary time. And so we were just kind of living like there was no tomorrow and traveling as much as we could right before she was born, just because again, it was like end of the world apocalypse kind of thing. And so two days after she was born, we asked the pediatrician, Hey, would it be okay to take her along with us? You know, she's so little, she's going to sleep all the time anyway. You know, she's, it's the perfect time for us to just continue doing as much as we can before she gets to an age where it's going to get harder. Yeah. So he's like, absolutely, it's the safest place for your baby. Um, go out and do what you want. You know, it's fresh air for her. Do it, whatever it is that you want to do. Just, you know, keep her warm, things like that. So we we went and did Hikes Peak. Colorado was one of our most favorite places in the entire world. Um, and so uh, after that, it was like, okay, well, where are we going to go next? We kind of hit capacity at, at Colorado. And so I said, let's go to the Grand Canyon. That's on my bucket list. Let's take her to the Grand Canyon. So we got on a flight, went to the Grand Canyon, and our eyes just opened up. We were 
you know, amazed yeah. at the beauty, yeah. um, how it just um, was just a, a different type of park. Um, there was just so much history that went behind it. There was, um, you know, it was just a spiritual uh, experience for us. So we did our research about national parks. We figured let's go see the the ones that are the greatest um, that have the most um, you know attractions. And so we started going to parks um, all over the place. We went to Yellowstone, Sequoia. We weren't really at that point um, doing. A, a, we didn't have a goal at that point. So it was just let's go see the ones we are interested in. Mm -hmm. And we figured out right away that we wanted to see all of them and that we needed to get more of a strategy in place and that logistically we weren't doing it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to put a goal together and put a plan in. Um, so the first the first goal was let's hit 21 by the time she's one. Um, and we hit that goal. We exceeded that goal. And then it turned into let's hit all of them, you know, by the time she's three. So 21 by one. We said 42 by two and 63 by three, and we're at 45 by the time she turned two. So we're right on pace. Aww. We're gonna do it no matter what it takes. Okay, so a few that's amazing. There's a few things I got from that. First off, it sounds like you had a wonderful postpartum and you were just ready to start adventuring right away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think because of COVID, again, that you know. We had to find ways that we're going to um, de-stress. And um, we were building this business prior to, um, Eric does very physical, hard work being an arborist. Um, we're running a business, kids, house, all the things that we're focusing on, we realized that we need to prioritize what really matters. And since we were confined to being at home with, um, you know, uh, quarantine, um, you know, we said the best place to be is just to get outdoors and, and mental health wise, like that takes you away from all the things that you're stressed out about at home. So getting out to a national park, there's no cell phone service, you know, there's no restaurants, there's, you're not there for glamour, you're not there for, um, you know, things that we would do normally um, in your everyday life. So it kind of brings you back to when things were the way 200, 300 years ago, you know, and so worrying about the things that we're worrying about being there, it kind of teaches you that, hey, back then in in these days, you know, people didn't have these luxuries that we are, um, that we were so used to with technology and things like that. And so, you know, what do we have to complain about type of thing? <laughs> yeah. And I, I so agree with you. My daughter is right around the same age as your daughter. She's two and a half. And I have said, like, this has probably been a theme on the podcast. Like, it's just so much easier to parent in the outdoors. Everyone's feeling good. There's just freedom. You don't have to say no as much. And so even when people are like, let's have a play date inside, I think, no, let's go to a park or let's go explore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was a coach prior to this. I mean, he trained um, athletes. So for him, he sees it as. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, playing, so I played college uh, sport. And then once I finished college, I got into transition into like the, the coaching side of it. And I did that for years. And 
you know, I've worked with a lot of kids from very young age to high school to the college level and, and in between all those gaps there. And um, but one thing that I saw is is just, you know, how much the kids are being pushed into sports sometimes that they don't want to play. And the thing with that is um, it just kind of put a sour taste in my mouth towards the whole sport. So uh, I told Valerie, I said, with Journey, I want her to be unique. I want her to have her own identities to be different. You know, I, I don't want to just put her into a sport and then that becomes her identity. I want to get her out into the world so she can experience things that, you know, normal kids or even adults don't get to experience. And I think by doing that, it would, you know, it's our experiment, we say, but I think by doing this, you know, eventually when she gets older, it's going to mold her into um, somebody that's unique that can make, you know, an impact, you know, not just made for a community, but for a world. And so I think it starts with these baby steps that we're making now. And it, it's just a lot of it is, is um, really just um, sacrifice for her. So, and we make it work though for her. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. And you're right. It's adventuring is a life sport. <laughs> you can do it forever. Yeah. Right. And we, it can, is. Yeah. we consider her, you know, an athlete because this little girl can hide, she can run. She was gone from crawling to, to walking, um, in the parks. And so, you know, she built an endurance and a, and a, and a strength from it. And that's what, you know, we see as her athleticism. Absolutely. Hi, Journey. I love that you joined in. <laughs> we have Journey on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that Journey has taught you to adventure and have fun. I was reading about you guys saying that. And I think that's so beautiful and fully agree that kids help find adventure, even in the littlest of things. So can you tell us a little bit more about how you feel about that? Yeah. So um, you know, early on, we kind of said, okay, well, I, before she was born, I thought, oh, girls are like princesses, you know, we've got to protect them and keep them, um, you know, from getting hurt and things like that. But when she was, when I was about 10 weeks on into my pregnancy, I almost, ha I had the biggest scare, I almost lost the baby. And so um, something just, you know, I was a hiker before and I was, I, I was really scared. And so something told me that this little girl, she already survived the first, um, you know, scare of her life. I'm not going to treat this little girl like a princess. I'm going to treat this girl like she has a lot of strength and that she's not going to be stopped by anything. And so, um, you know, when she was, when she was born, we're, we said, we're going to, you know, continue to build this strength with her, giving her um, the power of nature um, and not stopping her. So when she's out in a park, we let her explore. We let her touch and feel. We let her get dirty. If she wants to jump in puddles, go jump in puddles, you know, go, go play with the dirt, play with the sand, touch the trees, you know, as long as it's not something dangerous, but we allow her to just be herself in these parks. And so she recognizes it as soon as she gets to a park. She's so excited. She's ready, you know, just to go and, and explore. And so, um, you know, what we realized is just don't hold them back, you know, don't stop them from being kids. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And that dirt is so good for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you can't go there with the, the cutest outfit that they have, you know, put them in clothes that are appropriate so that that way they, you know, whatever it is that they're going to go do, they're going to destroy some shoes, they're going to destroy, <laughs> you know, whatever clothes they have on, and you're going to have to, you know, be ready to take a bath afterwards, but it's doing so much for her mental spirit, I think. So worth it. Absolutely. Okay, so before we hit record, we were talking a little bit about how the planning of the national parks has changed. And I thought, okay, we need to start recording because I want to hear all about how this works. So what does the planning of all of these visits look like? Well, I'll, I'll go into it and yeah. then we can finish it. But yeah. at the beginning, like Valerie said, like, you know, for, well, for us personally, it took us to get through a few parks to actually start, you know, saying, hey, we need to plan for, um, you know, the location of the park, weather conditions, and then always learning that no matter where you're at in one of these national parks, the weather's always changing. And we learned that just from um, just hands-on experiences. I mean, I'm sure we did read it before, but mostly a lot of the stuff that we've kind of picked up has been kind of just either trial and error, just kind of picking it up by those experiences. And But it's just the location of, of the park. We always check the weather uh, before we go. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and like Eric said, we, um, you know, be ex it's nature, you know, nature isn't accommodating to us. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what we learned very early on was we would sit in the car and it's raining and we'd like, oh, hopefully the rain stops, you know, and then we'll get out of the car. So what we learned was don't go and expect the rain to stop and sit in a car with mm -hmm. a toddler or a baby for an hour and hopefully hope that it's going to stop for you yeah. go with a raincoat go with an umbrella and be prepared to get wet and don't let that frustrate you or stress you out because that's part of the experience mm -hmm. so you know yeah it was it was a lot of trial and error um logistically as well some of these parks are really close together and so we would go to one park because we were excited that one was interesting to us. And then we missed not going to the next one. And we, you know, went back and looked at a map and it was like, why didn't we go to three or four of them, that are, yeah. you know, close together and make it a road trip instead of, you know, now having to go back. So um, if that is something you're interested in doing, do some research because there's a lot of parks that nobody's ever heard about or not popular or not as um, you know, uh, people are not, people are not as aware, mm -hmm. um, the parks that we go to very, very like, uh, low visitation, um, rates because they're just not as, um, commercial. Um, but those are the ones that have the best experiences. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're not discriminating against any park at this point. We want to see them all. Um, and some of them are very tough to get to. So you got to plan months, sometimes a year ahead of time. Like we went to Florida and there's dry tortugas, which you, is only accessible by boat. Um, and that has a limit of people that can take the boat. So if you're going to go, you probably need to plan six or seven months ahead of time. And then don't get disappointed if things don't go your way. <laughs> so yeah, things just, that just happened to us. We, we, we booked a, a flight to, uh, to Minnesota and uh, one of the ferries um, got canceled. And so we, we weren't able to go to one park, but don't let that make you, you know, um, stop what you're doing or don't give up. You know, there, this is, nature again it's not going to be um it's not an amusement park like eric always says you don't expect it to be 
accommodating, um, but just go out there and, you know, experience as much as you can. When you get there, talk to a park ranger. The first thing we do is we find the visitor center and I ask them for a plan for my toddler because um, there are certain hikes that they know are gonna be good for them. Um, they know, um, you know, the weather, so they can tell you, Hey, at like two o'clock, it's going to start raining. You're just going to snow. You might want to, you know, hit this one first so that that way you don't miss it. Um, so we got really close to, to, to park rangers and, and, and all of the parks that we go to. And then also don't forget to learn about the history. You know, each one has its, um, story and how it became a national park. And so some of that is so, um, interesting um to to learn and so it's educational as well um so we we've we've um you know just kind of learned along the way uh going to these parks that um it takes some planning yeah, yeah. And every time we we continue to go to a park i feel like we always learn something mm-hmm. still i mean even though as we've done 45 it's like every time we go it's something new we learn along that that path to yeah. Get there, yeah. And we'll watch documentaries yeah. before we go. So um, we're kind of studying the parks um, prior to because there's so many things that you're just not aware of. When we went to Phoenix, we thought we were going to show up. Well, we didn't know that there's two main entrances. Um, you know, they're an hour apart from each other. So we had to drive an hour to get to another main entrance. So if we would have just known these things or, 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 or checked out some blogs, you know, what has saved us an hour of, of drive time. So there's things that you can do, YouTube videos, um, just checking out website blogs to kind of learn so that it can make the experience a little easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love your advice that it doesn't always go as planned. I think that's teaching journey and all of our kids that we take out so much because it's how do you react to something when it doesn't go perfectly as planned right and then what can you do next yeah have a plan b and are you guys so is is it a weekend kind of adventure when you go to these or are you guys trying to dedicate a whole week of vacation for some of the further ones or what does that look like uh, i think you know after we've kind of picked up some momentum at the beginning and um i say after like the first 10 parks i say we've gone full speed on it um it's turned into basically, I mean, it's like, you know, we've de- sacrificed so much for the goal to you know accomplish it. Um, but we try to make it as soon as, you know, from one trip to the next, as soon as possible. Um, but we get leave obviously gaps in between for work um, to come back to home, get, you know, sit things situated and then uh, we always try to plan ahead again. Yeah, it depends so. on, uh, to, to, to me, um, from like, he, he checks out whether he's looking at um, the gaps between when it's the, like the best time. Um, and then I'm checking out uh, flights. So I'm looking to see, cause they, they go up and down. So I think I kind of became an expert on um, how to research um, the best deals on, on traveling. So for me, it's like, okay, well, on this day, those flights went down from usually they're $800 to now they're 150 bucks. Let's book it because that's the best deal um, that's going to, that we're going to get. So sometimes it's, you know, you got to fly at six o'clock in the morning or you got to fly at the red eye um, to catch the best deal. So economically you can afford to do things like that. 
Right. Oh, you must have some good travel tips. Do you have any good travel tips for how flying or driving with Journey has been made easier? Yeah. Um, Google Cheap Flights. Uh, they have a search engine um, through Google that will um, scour the internet for the cheapest flights. And then it's got a calendar there. So it's going to tell you, you know, for the rest of the year um, on these days, this is the price. And then again, that's going to change kind of like the stock market changes. So if you're looking at like six o'clock in the morning, the prices are really cheap. Um, if you're looking at peak times, it's based off of the market. So the, the, the rates are going to go up. So I'm always just checking them out. And then it's based off of when that market uh, or I guess the, the demand is down. Um, then I'm hitting it kind of like, you know, that's that's what I want to bid on or that's what I want to I want to take. So sometimes it is visiting on the off seasons because you're going to get the best deals in hotels. You're going to get the best deals on flights and rental cars. So and, and different weather experience and weather <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. off season. Yeah. 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 And then does Journey like traveling? Does she like being on the planes and in the car? And she, yeah, no, she, she loves it, loves it yeah. now. Um, before, like, if you're going to have your baby right now, you know she's going to be, or he or she is going to be asleep, sleeping, and the easiest to travel with um, up until they're about, what, six months old. And then they, um, so um, the advice is, is as they grow, you've got to kind of accommodate to them as well. So, you know, from the age of six months to 10 months when she wasn't walking, but we could, you know, hold her. Um, on the flight, it was always like, let's just fly when she's going to be napping, you know, her nap times and stuff like that. But as she's grown and she's gotten older, she likes to push her own little suitcase. Like that's fun to her. We, you know, she likes to introduce herself to the pilots or, um, you know, so she's making it like a social thing, you know? So, and, and, uh, she loves to watch on Delta. They have their own, um, TVs and monitors on every seat. So we love to fly Delta. Um, so she gets to watch cartoons and stuff while we're, we're flying. And the other tip is um, to find nonstop flights. Yes, <laughs> so, huge with kids. Yes, <laughs> yes. Try to find the shortest flight possible because if you're doing layovers and things like that, it's it's tough. It's a tough day of, of traveling. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Journey, she has come to 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 really enjoy it. I mean, she's you know, every, every time we travel, she, she knows, mm -hmm. she knows, we call it going through the system when we arrive at an airport and then come out on the other end in a different state. And um, so she, she knows the logistics of it. She knows when we're in the airport going through the security and mm -hmm. a few cases. And then, so she, she understands it and um, she loves it. And even the car rides, she knows when we're in a, in another, a different car and we're going to a different hotel and, all the experience for her. She gets excited when she gets in the rooms and starts running around. And so, yeah, I mean, she, it's become like, you know, for her, it's like, I think she's understanding it's all about her. Right. <laughs> they learn fast. <laughs> yeah. That's so fun. And then when you're hiking with her, do you try and keep it under a certain amount of time or a certain distance? Or what does that look like in a day? Well, again, like when she was, before she could walk, um, we were doing really long hikes. It was the best time of our lives because we could do, you know, a big 10 mile hike with her and she would, he would carry her in, in a, a caboose or, yeah. and she would just, you know, be there and, 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 and taking in all the, the nature as she started to walk, 
we did very short walks. So it was like, okay, now we're a half a mile. Yeah. We're, at a, you know, we're at a mile now. Yeah. So that became um, more less about us getting physical activity all about her. and all about her getting yeah. physical activity. So like the hikes did, it really did turn from literally all about us getting our miles in for the day to, okay, well, we got to make sure Journey's doing her one mile a day. Yeah. We'll break it up if we need to, but it was all about her. And it still is when it came to the hiking now, because when she gets out there, you know, I don't want to just, I, you know, it, I don't want to just have her constrained to like a harness or a stroller because I feel like she would be losing out of the experience and, and it just seems more bonding when it's, when she's out of that and she's more natural and organic and we can be with her. Yeah. So, so even if we're going 0.5 miles, that 0.5, we're getting so much more experience and memories from that. Then I think if we just put her into a harness or shoulder 10 miles and then we benefit more than she does, you know, on her phone or whatever she's doing in the stroller. So, yeah, yeah, I kind of focus towards more like her getting out of it more than what we can get out of it. But, you know, obviously, I think it's kind of weighed the same because I feel like when me and Valerie are out there, even though we're getting that point five and we're with her and we're in nature, it's just like the most therapeutic thing in the world. I mean, um, there's nothing that really could compare to it. You know, so I think that that's what we kind of thrive on is just being together out in nature and not so much like the mileage no more, yeah. how it was at the beginning, yeah. but just the experiences now. Yeah. And yeah. we know that this time is short yeah. um, with her at this age. And this is an investment in her again. Like we, we've, we've come to the conclusion that things are so different in the world from when we grew up. And that if we don't do something different with her, that it's going to end up being the same, you know, struggles, the same things that you see kids going through now. So if we don't invest all this into her now, what are we, what is the outcome going to be? And so, you know, if we want to have some fun later on and and with her and she's going to, you know, do longer hikes later on down the road, we're okay with, you know, giving up, you know, some of that 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 stuff that we love to do because we know that this is an investment for her and her future. Yes, this is so relatable for me too. And I say as an adult, it's switch from the physical endeavor to the more mindful endeavor. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly love what it. it is. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. You guys have had so many fun experiences on this journey with Journey. Um, can you talk a little bit about a gift that she got from the veteran of a national park service? Yeah, no, growing up, my mom has always been involved in, you know, just committees and different um, uh, organizations that are, um, you know, advocates for um, parks, outdoors, history, things like that. And so she told us about an, uh, an, a book uh, event that the uh, director of the national parks, which was the first Latino as well to lead a national park service organization. I think he led like 20,000 employees, all 423 sites. Um, so it was a big deal because he was appointed by the president of the United States as well. He was going to be in San Antonio to, to, to do a, a, a speech. And so we were like, this is aligned with exactly what we want to do with Journey. Um, you know, he grew up in the youth programs of the national parks. So we took her and um, he immediately wanted to meet her. And um, he, he gave her the medallion that was awarded to him by the president and said, when I will be following your travels and when you need something, you reach out to me. 
Um, And so she was so happy. You know, she thought he was giving her money. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, don't sell this on eBay, you know, keep it for her. So when she grows older, you guys can tell her the story about me. Um, It's National Hispanic Month. And so, um, you know, that experience to us motivates us because you know, we in San Antonio and in where we live, we don't have a national park. And so growing up, we didn't know as much as what we do now. Mm -hmm. And so we want to educate kids, we want to educate everyone, families that this is a lifestyle. And this is a culture that you can start working on and building now. And so finding somebody that was like minded like that, it just gives you that aspiration and motivation and just continue to live the lifestyle and, 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 raise your family in that because you get so much out of it. Yeah, yeah. it was inspiring. It kind of like what we're doing, it kind of gave us, you know, that hope of like what we're doing with Journey. There's, you know, down the road, there's, there's, there's opportunities, there's opportunities mm-hmm. if we, if we stay on the path. And um, that's why we started her so young as well, too. It's just because Valerie said the change, you know, of different generations. And when she's older, a lot of these elders now that are running these uh, organizations like the National Park Service, It'll be a different generation then. And so like having these young kids, you know, um, outdoors and experience these parks, and it just really helps not just now, but for them and the parents, but even as they get older and in the world. Yeah. yeah. And talking to the park rangers, you hear their stories and, you know, the reason why they wanted to become a park ranger was because their parents took them to a park when they were young, you know, mm-hmm. so they got to experience things that it put them on a different trajectory. And so because of, you know, them experiencing it very young, they were able to go to school or educate themselves to become, you know, the the positions that there are now. And so I think that, you know, we teach our kids, hey, you know, why don't you be an NFL player? Why don't you be a basketball player? Why don't you be a doctor or a lawyer? You know, why don't, why don't we teach our kids also, you know, to be park rangers, to be veterinarians, to be, you know, arborists, those types of things that are outdoors that maybe they might benefit from, you know, they might build a passion for um, as a young kid, because those jobs are high stress, they're in offices, they're, you know, dealing with a lot of things and they're well paid for that. But, you know, a park ranger lives a very different life. And so that's why we're trying to say that, hey, this is also something that you can aspire to be. Yeah, I so appreciate that you're taking this family goal and you're turning it into a mission and sharing it with so many people and benefiting so many people with this message. So thank you for doing that. That experience was so memorable for you, I'm sure. Is there any other memorable experiences you really want to share about a specific national park that was amazing for your family or anything else that stood out? I would say, again, they're all very different. They all have their benefits, but California has been one of the places that has a lot of parks. There's eight there. We started this goal um, two years ago And since then, things have happened in the environment, wildfires, different things with climate, um, like in Florida right now, they're under the, they're underwater uh, uh, Everglades. So a lot of these places that we had the benefit of going to are right now dealing with issues that you can't go to them right now, or like Yellowstone, there was a, there was a flood in Yellowstone and it closed down for the season. So um, don't wait. Don't wait. These places are not guaranteed to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, we've gone to um, Yosemite four times now since because we love it so much. 
And in the beginning, we saw this majestic waterfall there. And going back two years later, the waterfall was dried out, no longer there. So that was life-changing to experience that waterfall with Journey. And we have video of it. And now it's gone. Mm -hmm. So it's not a matter of in 10 years or 20 years. um, It's a matter of a few years that these places are not going to be the same. So don't wait you know, make it happen. Don't give up and, 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 and experience these things before they're not, you know, no longer here. Yes. Best advice. Where's your guys next travels? I think <laughs> again, it's based off of flights. We want to, uh, we want to go to Washington DC and drive into uh new river gorge because of the uh, fall foliage. So it might be new river gorge. Okay. Can't wait to see that. <laughs> Where can people find you to follow along? Uh, she has a website, journeygoexplore.com. We uh, update where her travels are um, on the site. And um, we also have her Instagram and her Facebook page. She's journey underscore Castillo at, on Instagram and then journey go explore on Facebook. And all of it is pretty up to date with all the travels that she's she's going through. It is so cool to see, but then people are going to be like, okay, this is my goal now too. I want to go here and here. Yeah. <laughs> we love to see that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. We see people that are like, you've inspired me. I'm like, oh my God. This yeah, that's, awesome. that's a part of the purpose, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Let's end with our final questions. So I feel like your answer is going to be flight, but I don't know. <laughs> you found anything under a hundred dollars for a flight in the last few months do you have a best purchase that was under a hundred dollars yeah we talked about that this morning and so if you gave me a hundred bucks what we do at every um stop is we stop at walmart because we can't pack um a lot of things that we need but if you had a hundred dollars stop at walmart and get yourself the the largest, coziest, softest, warmest blanket. Um, because having a nice warm blanket will get them, you know, really comfortable and quiet for a very long time. Um, get a little cooler and just pack it with the yummiest snacks that everybody loves, drinks. Um, so making them happy with food and water and snacks, and then make sure you're packing an umbrella, a raincoat, and then waterproof shoes. So it's not about one item. I think it's just being prepared. So if you gave us a hundred dollars, that can go a very long way. (laughs) Uh, That's amazing. And I love actually what you had said about weather too, because I was thinking some of the best memories I have of adventures are when there was some sort of mishap because they stand out in your mind, right? Yes. Yeah. Actually, when we went to the the sand dunes in Colorado, the wind was what like 50 yeah. miles yeah, an hour it was horrible it was snowing it was a wind yeah. and... got out of the car and i swear to god i thought he was not going to come back I thought, we you were know, the we... only ones in that park <laughs> i promise you that we, we only... our pictures are like of us yeah and you'll never forget it yeah, exactly <laughs> can you share a book show or podcast recommendation right now Sure. Yeah. No, my favorite life-changing book is going to be by David Goggins. And I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but he's an ex-Navy SEAL. Um, The book is called Can't Hurt Me. It's Master Your Mind and Defy the Odds. And so basically what he's saying in this book is that we're only tapping into 40% of what our capabilities really are. And there's a whole nother 60% that you can do is if you just change your mindset. Um, and so he's, he's the guy that's gone from overweight, physical abuse, poverty, to being a Navy SEAL. 
and being also a top athlete of the world. And so if you really want to challenge yourself and change your mindset, read this book. It's awesome. Um, it just shows that we're just capable of so much more than what we think. Um, and so that's why with this goal, we're like, no, it, it's, 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 it's possible. When you think things are impossible, um, you know, there is a way. Yes. Great message. Our mind is so powerful. And I love you saying that because probably a lot of people are thinking with any of these adventures, like oh, I don't have the time or the funds or whatever. And you're saying there's a way you just have yes. to find the way. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And you're already doing this. I feel like this sometimes happens where it's like, you're already doing this amazing adventure. So I don't know what you would choose, but if there was no time or money limit, where would you travel or explore? So would there be a goal after this goal? <laughs> I mean, I, I would, if there was no limit, I would definitely do all the national parks and then just do them again because she would be older and it would be a different experience. And as she gets older, because people we get that, I think the question we get asked too is um, what, what are you going to do when you accomplish this goal? And I say, we're just going to keep going back to the parks. Because as she gets older, we can do those things that we wanted to do that we weren't able to do when she was smaller. Yeah. So I would just say just taking that and just keep experiencing and traveling to these national parks and, and maybe even the national park sites because there's 419 of them mm -hmm. and there's 63 U.S. national uh, park uh, scenic routes. And um, so I would say just keep it, you know. Keep doing all the 419. If money wasn't a thing, we'd probably be at the Hawaii National yeah, Park. Yeah, we, you know? we would <laughs> probably do all the state parks and city, everybody's <laughs> city parks and everything. <laughs> There's always more to see, right? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for everything you're doing and for taking the time to chat today and share your story. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms. This podcast is produced by KP Media Productions.